2: Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to a new year and another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. We like to welcome you all back. Of course, full house for once. Well, full house since last year, right? I mean, since last year. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to be with my comrades in in football and nonsense, um, Eric and Bridget.
1: What'd you guys feel? Like? what you guys been up to? Lots um, of nonsense.
0: Lots of nonsense, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> My little doggy's going to be making his cameos throughout this whole thing, I think. Um, I just wanted to start by thanking everybody for listening and and, and putting up with, speaking of lots of nonsense, the uh, World Cup coverage we did with the Daves, the Minnesota Daves. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, got intense for a while there. We were dropping like two podcasts a week and... You know, meanwhile, like Men in Blazers with all their professional team, or whatever, are like throwing out two episodes a day or whatever. I'm just like, man, that seems exhausting. And then two a week, and I'm like, god damn, this is really exhausting.
0: <laughs> I mean, it but, helps if you're getting paid
1: for it, right? Right. Which we did. Thank you again to our our sponsors, uh, uh Pence Homes and uh, Podium Wear. And yeah, if if they want to jump in here again and and do some more sponsoring, we'd probably be up for that. But mostly, I want to just thank listeners for for listening and we're back at it now and it's it's great to uh to see bridget in particular haven't seen forever what have you been up to besides the nonsense
0: (laughs) uh not a whole lot just kind of taking the time to hang out do nothing kind of unplug a little bit so um and now got pre-season starting up this week so
2: uh, it's it's crazy how it's like not been nonstop in a sense Like this is literally yeah. the only like Time that I've been like, okay I don't gotta watch soccer And so yeah, I unplugged for a little bit too You know, for two weeks I was like, yeah I'm just gonna figure it out But then, you know um, G decided to join Liverpool So that totally <laughs> threw my whole world for a loop But yeah, that was fun We had a good holiday for once because uh, last year, uh, all my, well, my two oldest kids had COVID. So it was like a Christmas without really feeling like that or.
1: I remember this. Yeah.
2: And so this year was good because the real funny thing about this whole thing is that um, the day that they tested positive and they went into, um, into, I want to say hiding, but that's probably not the right <laughs> word. Quarantine. Yeah. Hiding sounds more 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 better, <laughs> that's literally what it We didn't see them for like a week. That's true. Um, was this the, uh, coincided with this year with the final of the World Cup. Hmm. And having my mom literally come a day before. And she's like, I don't know what to get your kids anymore. Because they never want to, you know, I buy them stuff and they don't wear it. And I was like, listen, all they want and all they said is they want messy, messy kids. And I was like, I don't care where you get them from. Like, it can be, like, messy spell backwards. I don't really yeah. care. Right, right yeah. Now, right? oh. <laughs> um, and she literally called me the day of the game because she could come watch. It's like, listen, it makes no sense for me not to give G her present. Um, if we can, she can't wear it during the biggest game of, and I was like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, go for it, right? I was not was surprised she got all the kids messy kits, and not fake ones, like, you know, you know, actually decent ones. And I was like, wow, I was like, that, that's impressive. And then why have you, my cool. mom watched the game in the final with us? Oh my God. It was, that was my present. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Yeah. It is that awesome. was my present. I didn't care about anything else besides that, because that was awesome. For the, lots of, hugs, uh, lots of cries. For the <laughs> listeners
1: outside of, of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, um, th- this week we got about 15 inches of snow in about three days, which, you know, it it sucks and it makes things a little inconvenient, but I keep saying, at least it's not Buffalo where you got 20 something in a a freaking day. Right. So at least we got it spread out a little bit. Um, but but basically I don't know about it's different for different schools, but essentially they had like an extra week break. So like the kids haven't had school for like almost three weeks and it just feels like a long time, (laughs) you know, since we're like, improvising. And I mean, it's, it's, it reminds me like back to lockdown times, we're playing lots of board games, and obviously skiing a lot. I'm I'm staring at a it's, it's not even a snow fort anymore. It's, it's, it's a Quincy. And it's taller than I am. I think it's probably approaching seven foot tall at this point, seven feet tall. Um, so the, these are the activities when you're, you're snowed in for days and yeah, co- coming <laughs> off of a, a two week vacation.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it motivated me to try to get my snowblower fix. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But yeah. I still got to fix. I finally find out what I have to do. But so now I just have to do it. So hopefully today i all get out and do that after. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see you all. Uh, I saw a lot of Eric for a while. And yeah. and that was great. Um, I, I, I kind of missed the MJ, MJ banter that goes in the background. Or the MJ <laughs>
1: anon. Um,
2: mm-hmm. That was always around.
1: Well, it sounds uh, like we'll be doing some more stuff, you Yeah, know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll it up more frequently, I think. We had, we have yeah. some fun and we'll get Bridget in there too to yell at those guys cuz that'll be good.
2: Um. <laughs> so it was it was good. Yeah, it was good. I'm I'm excited to just kind of figure out where what the rest of this new year will bring the rest of us. So hopefully great things. And most some of it soccer related, but I'm okay with just not so being so much soccer related. But great things for everyone,
1: so should we Before get started? We get in- yeah, I was going to ask one more question, just yeah, hopping back it. to World Cup stuff, just timing-wise. How did it feel transitioning basically between, like, end of the World Cup and then sliding right into Christmas holiday? <laughs> <laughs> was that strange? I, I felt kind of weird. It
0: was, it was a little bizarre,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, in, in our household, we've been um, the last couple of years, probably three years, Nubia and I just went really cheesy lifetime uh christmas movies and so we just shifted into that and i was like oh yeah yes totally yeah just <laughs> this is that totally soccer related and i'm like there's there's plenty of
0: other marathon type of yeah, things." yeah exactly I was, like, I, I, like, into, I was
2: like i was like i don't have to wake Wait, waking up at four o'clock in the morning though i'm not going to miss that much yeah but i i i do have to say that it was just it's just weird shifting into it but i I just don't know how it's going to plan out because you know we got what less than two hundred days for the so, uh, wow for the women's World Cup. Right? Yeah, it's like
0: 100, a yeah. some or and something like that.
2: So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Definitely, we're gonna see how Australia puts it out there, and we'll see how things are going. So that's gonna be fun. I I, I can't wait to get into that, and I'm looking forward to it because you know Sophia Smith was named the um us women uh player of the year and i think i want to say that she's the first um african-american woman to do so and the first BIPOC woman to do so so it's like yep that's dope and cool. push plays for the thorn so that's even doper so so yeah we've been yeah that's one one thing that we've been looking at there, there's a lot of different changes coming into women's soccer as well too and <laughs> just a lot of Crappy things that are happening all over the world, soccer-wise. You know, I'm sure Eric will d- dive into the the Vini, the Vinny news in, in 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 Real Madrid after.
1: I'm I'm mostly getting bombarded right now, like as we record the the like inevitable J six version of of Brasilia, the J eight. Let the bozo minions and bozo Nazis are all invading the capital and destroying everything. It's it's a totally cut and paste of what happened here, and we they've been telegraphing it forever so that's mostly what's blowing up right now with me is just like looking at all the morons being morons uh fascists suck they really do
0: no one expected this
1: yeah yeah Ever. exactly it, it's almost like why wait two days they could have just like layered the j6 on the j6 like, and ah, we're gonna do our own thing it's gonna be j8 now <laughs> right. assholes so uh, that
0: they can say it has nothing to do with that. No, yeah. that's not where we get the I, idea. I, I no? think
2: my funniest thing that you shared on Instagram was the Bolsonaro wearing a U.S. band national jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. That ties into <laughs> signing, it for sure. <laughs> signing, signing people. <laughs> I was like, this man is going to fit perfectly in Cuba. Seriously. He's <laughs> in
1: Cuba. Cuba? I, I, he'll probably be governor of Florida once DeSantis runs for president. That's what's probably going to happen. Yeah. All right. Whew. I'm going to put it aside. Let's do some stuff here. Um Minneapolis City on the local side, there was some pretty big news that happened over the holidays uh, with four draftees. uh, Bridget, is this a record coming out of like one false swoop to take four? It
0: might uh, be, right? Well, it, it's a record for this club, of course.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But I mean, we saw a bit more of that this year and probably in the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't know what the record would be, but four is a lot. It's pretty cool. Um, and three, well, we should note three of them drafted by MLS, uh, MLS proper, the senior side, and then one being drafted by Minnesota United FC two, so um, the the next pro side versus
1: pro. So that um, would be you're, you're referring there to is it L- Loich? Is that how you pronounce it? Loich, yeah. Loich, and the other ones, sorry, please.
0: His last name's Mansavi.
2: Mansavi. that
1: so then we also got Rory O'Driscoll. Uh he's going to Nashville. And uh Xavier Zenge is going to Columbus. And then we've got Herbert Endele to FC Dallas, which is awesome.
2: I mean, Very I'm cool. really excited for the FC Dallas kid just because yeah it's you know, that's a that's established um you know, development center in a sense, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I think also what's really interesting is and hats off to Minneapolis city for this one when we when the talks about this uh you know of um the futures was 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 into it you know it's like what is the what is the goal and the goal is to be able to create players and and and, and, and give other players a different path into professional soccer and I think this is proof that it works in a sense that it's something yeah. to do. To, and of course, this is well in time, also with the with the MLS doing the next pro league. So then it gives players, it gives teams more options to be able to yes, we can do this. And unfortunately for us, um, who love the idea of academy or teams investing in academy, it does not bode well for uh, for Minnesota United creating an academy team when they can also just have someone else do the work and then it into the MLS Next Pro, which I'm not saying is a bad idea. And then... But overall, it's just that, um, you know, it's if it's going to happen that way, it's going to. And then you have to look at um, how, you know, we benefit in a sense because Israel, uh was, was sold eventually. So coming from that area of business and coming from the area of perspective, I see how this is going on, but I'm really, but I'm just really excited for these kids, and especially Zombie because he's. I'm going to look forward look forward watching him and Patrick Weah. <laughs> and Patrick Weah oh, is on his way back. That's just going to be – I want to make sure that I watch more games and actually go to games over at uh, wherever they decide to play it up, but that's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, and that's it's the, in Dallas if you want to go to Dallas sometime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And if they continue what they did last year, they'll they'll play up in lane at the training center. Um and I know that's still a really solid atmosphere for the for the twosies side. Um I mean it's it, it's weird kind of getting used to these pipelines that don't come from an academy model, but we see the benefit here is that you know players who wouldn't normally possibly get into the academy are getting more looks. Uh you're getting more eyes on more players this way. Um, and so it's not all the, uh, you know, the one-off players who come up and then you kind of like shove everybody else aside. Uh, it's getting a lot more players into that pool, into that, you know, potential playing pool. Um, of course, also, I, you know, I mean, academies definitely favor a certain demographic, right? Pay to play, even said. with the academies as part of the model um or getting into an academy. That's kind of where you have to be coming from. Um, and clubs like Minneapolis City are eliminating that requirement. Um, the unseen quote unquote requirement. Mm-hmm. So it, obviously it's not it doesn't work everywhere. Um, Minneapolis City is really the first to make it work. And I think this proves that it can work. Right. Um, you know, you don't see four guys coming out of one academy being drafted uh, at the MLS draft. So uh, mm-hmm. quite a thing. few, quite a few were coming out of these USL sides. Um, and some people are saying it's odd that they're coming out of USL when they're supposed to be amateur, but like that's what the USL model is down like. Not yeah. necessarily pro, you have those, um, you have those amateur players as well. So I think everyone kind of has to relearn that system now and this was kind of a crash course and how all of that is going to work now but but you do see it does work and um this is a good uh basically really good litmus test showing minneapolis city that right. what they're doing is working and that it's worth continuing to invest in that and, model
2: yeah and i think if as long as we're talking about investment it also should be a call out for other partners to invest in minneapolis city's model uh, but also People like like us right if we if if we don't invest in something like that even if you might not like like agree with what's going on in the city and like the gamestop or how they're doing things it's like they are creating an option for for players who don't fit that demographic uh to be able to to get a look and get a chance to do to accomplish their dream and I think that's what that's what I think the thing is that is um and I think hopefully this picks up but I also hope that Minneapolis City, you know, gets the benefit out of this in some sort of way, whether that be financially or um, putting a spotlight on them to be able to do that, because they can't do that without having some sort of financial backing or continue to do something like this. So if you like the futures, you you like what they're doing, like even if you're not willing to pay the season fee, buy their merchandise, right? Mm-hmm. Buy something or, 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 or donate to things like that, because these are the things that that will that start creating a much level playing field. Uh, and I can't wait, you know, I'm excited, you know, and I've been really anxious about how this is going to translate to the women's side. Uh, and I can't wait for it to someone to come up with a model or replicate a model for it to start doing here. And I think that's one of the things that 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 needs to start, you know, should be the next focus. And now that we've seen some success from the men's side and these futures programs, hopefully there'll be discussions more concrete discussions to to lead to the same side on the opposite uh, for the women's.
1: Okay, that's a good segue. Uh, Let's go into some Aurora news. I think we all knew a while ago that Sarah Fuller was was done and she's working on the business side of things in California, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, It was officially put out there. I just didn't think we knew this. Um, Bridget, I'll throw to you. There was some activity happening today and has already started if you want to, talk a little bit about the uh the tryouts in broad terms if you want
0: yeah let me make sure my computer will let me talk for more than two seconds (laughs) at
1: a time uh where
0: where were they held i forget um first one was held at uh i think it was in blaine
2: oh okay and uh Um, and then this okay
0: i could be wrong no, 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 they it have wasn't two domes, that,
2: you're right, you're right, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even on my radar, so I, yeah, I've been unplugged too long. Um, second one was today at uh, Vadnais Heights, the TCO sports dome, um, formerly formerly the uh, Vadnais dome, um,
2: but yeah. It, formerly the disinflated dome that crashed on everyone. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember that, the, I was uh, there. The, the
0: mini metro dome. <laughs> Which is fine. That that dome was awful.
2: Uh and oh, it was.
0: freaking cold in the winter. Um, more so than some of the other ones that I've been in. But
2: no, I remember um, being there when I'm like. Yeah, anyway, that's a different story. Continue.
0: <laughs> so now it has a solid roof. Um and probably better ventilation. Um, but yeah, they so they had registration open for two tryout sessions. I know the first one sold out pretty quickly. Second one was today. They had 25 or 30 players um, showing out. Obviously, uh, with with Fuller retiring, uh, that opens up more space on the goalie side. They did have three last season, Bellis Flynn, um, of course, being the the youngster. Um, So they had quite a few goalies show out as well. Um, And we'll, I mean, we'll see where it goes. They they also had... uh, veterans of last year's squad come out and play to kind of um, mix up the numbers a little bit, uh, kind of amp amp up the level of play in training. Um so if you caught any any of the equal time footage uh from the, the first tryout, uh Mark got some interviews with with a few of the the uh hopeful players as well as the players who were on the team last year. Um yeah we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh we I'm not sure if we really covered the the pro possibility thing here.
1: We I don't remember oh, where we I mean it's been like a month, but I think we Yeah, I think we touched on it. it. We talked on but it, but yeah. You, 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 you Might have, can yeah. you can mention it or kind of explain kind of what happened because didn't quite take off to where we thought it was gonna be essentially, right?
0: Right. So so for a so for a pro bid, um they needed a single investor. Obviously, a majority investor rather than uh, community ownership. Um, it's part of the, the bylaws of NWSL as well as the uh, W um, Super League. Um, so they weren't able to go pro, but they have been saying there when they do go pro, it's going to be a pro team as well as this W League team that we saw last year. So you'll still have that pipeline in place. There'll be two teams, much like Minneapolis city playing a USL team as well as an NPSL team. Um, So that means that it got a lot more players interested um, because obviously that essentially doubles your, you know, your player capacity um, opens up some more opportunities as well. So uh, players were really interested shortly after that news that, um, they would not be going pro in 2024. Um, that's when they put out the sale for uh, tryout spots and sold out immediately. So uh, it's getting on the radar of a lot more players, players coming in from out of state even. Um, so it, it's a good sign of, of things to come. Uh, I know Very there were cool. quite a few players who really impressed the coaches right away with the level of play that they brought uh, at this time of year. Now that their seasons are over, they kept it up and and yeah. really showed out for those trials. So,
2: yeah, I'm excited to see um, what develops from this and which players are kept on. I know probably um, Win will be one of those players that so they're still young, still eligible, uh, but mostly other senior players that that who's going to come back. And we'll, I'm sure we'll get to figure that out sometime soon. Um, uh, and we'll be, but I always thought that um, the whole move to pro thing um was an opportunity that they had but it was an opportunity that was for me for me personally it felt like it was going to be a long shot cuz of the timetable that they had and i think like i think some of the media made it seem more like it was going to happen when like the reality might have been is like we're going to try and that's all we're going to do and if we can make it happen we make it happen but if we can't, it doesn't mean is that considered a failure. Yeah. It's more like an opportunity yeah. to build on. They that. Were, I think that's what people were missing on that.
0: Yeah, and the club was was very upfront with the fact that they were trying it only because of how well twenty twenty two went. So they said, why not try now? We have this mm-hmm. opportunity. Um, you know, you you can't make that chance. You can't uh, make that bid every single season. So they they had enough. They thought maybe they could make it work. It at least put them in um, in that spotlight. Uh, other clubs, leagues are aware, um, and with uh, Super League developing, I think it's a good chance um, to kind of show uh, how many clubs are interested and what needs to what needs to happen. Kind of what those prerequisites are. Uh, to make it a better, a better league and more parity and all of that, so it's good for, be, good for all of them. This,
1: the first year of the of the USL Super League would be this coming summer, right? Yes,
0: twenty twenty three.
1: Right, I it's thought. like brand new then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: cool. So we'll stay we'll stay in tune, and uh, I know especially with Bridget, Bridget's literally in <laughs> on the inside. So we'll, uh, we'll get news as things kind of happen there. Um, there have been some Minnesota United signings, you know, a few here and there. I, I have not been paying a lot of attention. The one name that I did see that caught my eye is Mr. Uh, Zerek Valentin simply because I think he's coming this time from Houston, if I'm not mistaken, but I remember right, when he, was he was in Portland, right? Portland, yeah. exactly. And that's where I'm going to. Because if we take a trip down memory lane to the Iron Front situation that we had uh, throughout the league that started there in Portland, in fact, um, he was one of the great allies, like the top ally, in fact, to stand in solidarity with all the supporters that wanted to wear the Iron Front, wave the Iron Front and just said, hey, we're anti-racist and anti-fascist. And if, if you have a problem with that, that's saying way more about you than anything about us. And he's like, yeah, you know what? As a Boricua, he's Puerto Rican. He's like, I I agree with this. And he actually took a picture of himself with the Iron Front, which was pretty ballsy considering I don't think a single other player did that. Um, And I remember, you know, personally, just how uh, it wasn't really traumatizing, but it wasn't too surprising either when uh, we put some of the things up there and then we were rushed by uh, security and cops just because we were, you know, wearing shirts or holding a banner. And and I I pick at Minnesota United FO all the time, but in this instance it was very much a league wide thing that came from GARBER and the MLS. I think you could say Minnesota maybe took that as a green light and ran with it a little farther and more aggressively than they had to. I think that's fair. That was but it it was also
0: a nationally televised game. So MLS was literally on the phone with with the stadium. So
1: that's right. It's that's right. It's Garber it's garber yeah i'm not, I'm not that, saying
0: i'm not saying that the team is is faultless and the whole thing yeah, but it was yeah I
1: it agree. happened that, that, because
0: it was a national televised right. game
1: right that's what i'm trying to get at and it, and it, and it kind of you know it's stuck like when, whenever you're getting bum rushed by like <laughs> authoritarians and yeah it, it's no fun um but uh it was cool it was cool to see even though it was like a single player, I mean, there were other ones that kind of mentioned that spoke about being cool with it in solidarity. But like, he really put himself on the line and stood out, wore the shirt, hung out with the players in Portland or the the uh, supporters rather in Portland. And so it, it it kind of begs the question: what that relationship is going to be with, with 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 the front office that we know can be reactionary to say the least. Um, but I, you know, I'll bring the popcorn and see what happens. <laughs>
0: I mean I he's mean he's one of the guys who who has the privilege to be that outspoken. Not every player can be that person. We know sure. I mean Minnesota he's not the first guy on Minnesota United who feels this way. I can tell you that with a certainty. Mm-hmm. Um it just he's he felt comfortable enough and secure in his career that he could speak out against the league. Um, In support Um, and not even against the league, but just in support and, um, you know, by proxy against the league. Um, And it's not that. I mean, other clubs don't have a problem with him, maybe necessarily how how they may be linked to uh, some of those feelings. So it's. It'll be interesting to see what what he gets involved with here. Um, if he steps up for certain causes, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it goes the same way for plenty of other players. And we've had quite a few who were those community figures, um, who maybe weren't necessarily touted by the club as such, but, but were those people. So, um, I miss Hayes. Yeah.
1: Is, is he a, you guys are gonna have to remind me. I, I can't remember if he's a, he's a right back, right. Or left back.
2: Um, I want to say left back, but let me double okay. check. Um, it's all right.
1: I, I I threw that one at you, so no worries. Yeah, um, he's right back. He's a right back. Right back. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's go to this whole me- i I don't have any way to get into this thing without just saying like congratulations, US soccer, US men's national team. You you have called me bold in a way that I never could have imagined in terms of mass drama and and extreme telenovela it, it's it's very impressive um we talked about with the with the daves and the world cup thing um we talked about the <laughs> berhalter slipping and the in the whole conference or whatever and kind of throwing giorena under the bus and that kind of started this whole thing but my goodness has it snowballed into this massive drama uh so rodrigo i, I will let you <laughs> Be, be our um novella zoito, telenovela specialist
2: <laughs> and, and you can yeah you
1: could you can rainers. take all the strings on the wall and connect all the dots and oh this is remes. gonna be like my have fun uh,
2: my learn order episode just need to gabble dun dun. uh but no, I mean I think it's um a lot of us are wondering why one of the most respectful uh one of the biggest prospects from u s Benz um pool was not getting playing time. And a lot of us were having conversations as to, you know, maybe he doesn't fit the model, maybe he's not, you know, but the thing is, you can't deny the talent. And I think a lot of people had that question. And, um, you know, but we didn't, we we we, we didn't see it, we didn't, weren't aware. And it wasn't until um, Burr Halter uh, was able to give a, a interview. And then he no didn't mention the player but knowing social media and and knowing all the all, all the uh, journalists that can find stuff easily it was it was pointed out that it was Gio and then geo apologized and i think um you know just like the novelas we love drama especially sports drama and it just blew up from there to the point where um you know it 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 was uh revealed that um The Reynos had called Ernie Stewart and um, had had a conversation with Ernie Stewart and within that conversation, they felt that Gio as a young man was making mistakes, but how you compare mistake, you know, but it wasn't as comparable as to the earlier mistake that Gerber Halter had when he was that age. Um, I think that's where it totally just goes stupid mode, literally, because when you throw allegations specifically as a 2 a representative of U.S. U.S. men's national team with all the stuff that's been going on regarding soccer and the Federation and all the other things, you can't expect it not to be investigated. And that's the thing that that led to this whole thing, which is that it had to be an investigation. It had to be able and all this information eventually comes out as to um, that. Um, when um, Greg Halter was younger, when they were, as it were, they uh, were they North Carolina, I think. Um,
1: something like that. Something they, like they that, were I think. Late were, teens.
2: Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's where he met his wife, and then and and a and a, a parent. Um, or as Greg Halter puts it in his own words, is like you know he he had too much to drink and had a had a fight and he um, kicked his then girlfriend now wife of I don't know how many years and. He regretted it and he was able to go ahead and, you know, says that he seek counseling. I mean, I can't prove all the things that he's saying. Right. But like overall, like, you know, that's the that's the story that's being brought out. And um, we
1: should you know, we should mention too, burhalter and Raina, they started playing together when they were kids. Like, youthly. yeah, they went like to the same playing, high school. Yes. Decades. Mm-hmm.
2: And then the <laughs> Rainas and then, you know, Gio also used to come along and play with their parents. Right. You know, like. So this is like soccer USA family. Like this is like, you know, like national treasure uh, type of like, you know, how families and the, um, they're all related anyways. But it also speaks to as a, as a pay to play aspect of it as well too. It's like, it's, it's about how you know when the connection you have to be able to get to yeah. you where you're at. It's very. And I think that's, that's one of the things that, that, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a, in 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 a, in a bad sense, it's a it's a representation of what we think is not right with the U.S. soccer youth program system, like overall, like like how that happens. But at the same time, like I have a very different point of view than a lot of different people who've, who've read into this story. Um, and the thing for me is, is 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 as a coach, I've had this happen to me, where like people berate me. And this is, you know, at U10, U11, U12, right? Uh, because of the way that I'm trying to handle a situation, right? I've had people come up to me and be like, listen, my kid shouldn't play goalie, right? <laughs> at the age of 10, 11, it's like, that's not what we want them to play. I was like, great, thanks for letting me know that. I'll take that into consideration type of thing. Or I have players be like, hey, what can I do to make my kid go faster? It's like, your kid is nine, why do you want him to be faster at the age of 9? <laughs> what can I possibly tell you that he yeah. can do to get faster at the age of 9 when his muscles are not even fully developed yet or in place to be trained for?
1: Whatever you do, do not let him listen to Joe Rogan, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right? laughs> or what the size liver box King, for jump? that matter. Box Fresh jumps, yeah. do
2: I need yeah. to have my kid
0: do? So he exactly. So, like and power.
2: there's pretty for people who don't, you know, think highly of the way that I do things, and that's fine. You can have your opinion, you can have all that. So I understand where, what Bert Halter in a sense has to deal with, but I can't imagine having to be on a national level because I imagine that all the parents are like that at mm-hmm. that stage, right? Because it feels some sort of, in, not entitlement, but some, and I hope it's not, right? And I hope that there's a sense of entitlement, there's a sense of privilege that has, that has gotten, that has gotten passed around that gets overpassed or it's just considered part of the culture, right? Stuff that shouldn't really be part of the culture. The other part is I'm also a parent. I'm also a parent who believes in the skills of my kid. And I hate it when people or when people who are supposed to be developing them. Choose in a sense not to or not have a conversation about it or not be really front about it. And then there's no way that the development shrinks or the opportunity shrinks. then the self then the self-doubt of that person or that player just grows even bigger and bigger. And it's just, it's just something that you, you as a coach should not be trying to do. And I think as a parent, like that makes me angry. Right. Like, and I was like, if you tell me I'm not going to fight for my kid, I'm going to fight for my kid. Now, the third thing is as a coach, as a coach, right. It's rule. And whenever it's, maybe it's an unwritten rule, but whenever I have my kids or I'm coaching, I was like, listen, your parents are your parents. Your job is for them to cheer for you. And this is just a youth age. I cannot speak on what it's like to be, but, but on the field and on our sessions, I'm the one that tells you what to do and what we're going to do it and what the reasons why. I was like, and so that's what we need to make it clear. But it's also my stuff to keep it in-house. Like whatever we do here, we do here, right? We do, we talk about it, we deal with it. I'm not going to judge you for what, you know, you, you do that, but having to come and talk about it out in the open in the public sense, it was just a bad move. That yeah, just really,
1: really poor judgment. Yeah, just
2: poor judgment that totally just made the snowball even bigger as it was going down yeah. the hill. And that's where it was yeah. going to lead. Because even even Burhalter after he was asked about you know the statements that the Reynas had put out, um, he was like, you know I I see it now. I shouldn't I shouldn't have had that interview and I shouldn't have mentioned that part. Uh can you imagine if he doesn't have that interview, are we having this kind of conversation? maybe maybe That's not a good question mm-hmm. you know are we having that will this be escalated i mean if 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 geo doesn't get playing time in the in the, in the copa america they say they're playing or any other stuff then i think the it leads to that but at the same time i think the fact that this kid was 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 he was unfortunately the the focus of this interview and yes this kid is also comes with a lot of Privilege and, uh, and experience in being in certain settings, and kids learn, right? Like young adults, we as humans, we learn. We learn from our mistakes, at least we should. Um, uh, and I think that's where this has got super complicated and dramatic and telenovela. And unfortunately, you know, sports drama is literally the most profitable drama there is. And so, well, especially now that, that halter... Because- because Berhalter's out of contract, right? And so. Yeah, it, it, well, it's this not like really that
1: picked up here in the U.S. Like, I and mean, England and everywhere else is like they're devouring it. It's all over the place outside. Right. I here. mean, it's
2: and it's not like it's not this. The, the U.S. is just a, the prime example. This happens a lot of different places. It's,
1: yeah, it,
0: it's been happening like every World Cup cycle. We hear something about this, like this, from some country, and this time, it's here. Yeah. Um it the whole thing kind of feels like something that like uh one buddy says to another buddy about their mutual friends and hey, you've the power. Uh and then it kind of spiraled out of control. Like <laughs> obviously if you a soccer had hadn't said openly threats were made by someone against Greg Berhalter. No one would have had any reason to dig or find the connection between GEO and those threats. And it just turned into this huge thing. And of course, Berhalter and his wife have to go back, I think it was 31 years to this incident, describe that whole thing. Plus the relationship with the Renas, plus the Renas having to give their side of the thing that happened 30 years ago and why they would talk to this guy about threading. It's just a whole, and it's the kind of stuff that happens behind the scenes all the time like you're saying with, with this system that is so like, there's five guys and they all know each other. They were all roommates together. Like literally it's all one. Like the nucleus is small. Right. Um, and, and this is just what we're hearing. Like, I imagine there's more of this right. inside of us. Right. Yeah. We, 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 we should actually be more. really
1: clear that there's tons that we don't know yet. Uh, that That's very true. Ro- Roger and men and blazers is where I get a lot of this and he's always very, very, uh, smart right at the top and just be like this is what I know but I guarantee you there's more
0: also Let's not
1: do too much yeah and I
0: and I mean for Halter from from step one telling the story about a player later to be named as Geo at a conference with media which was supposed to be off the record but why the fuck else do you invite any media to a convention, to talk to you about your tournament, if you don't expect them to share some of that information with the public, you're Mm -hmm. giving them a story. So that, that first thing was kind of, I know it was him trying to like take the burner off of the team and off of his performance and his squad. Uh, and it was just one of those, one of many dominoes that, uh, began to fall.
2: Right. And I think you know as much as we always love um, drama or characters in soccer, specifically coaches, because we talk about them a lot, right? You know, we talk about Klopp, we talk about uh, um, a bunch of different other coaches, you know, um, that that have that kind of attitude and everything. But the best coaches, in my opinion, are the ones that always say no comment. <laughs> they just they're the ones yeah. that are, the ones that don't really. He should have walked in. away from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So just be like, yeah, you know what? Or I be mean like, yeah, we, whatever stays inside stays inside. I don't want to talk about that, right?
0: He clearly, um, he clearly was not following the Rebecca Vardy situation.
1: Totally. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yep. Um. There, so there's another thread that I learned again through um MIB. I didn't realize that the, the two wives actually played together as well and in fact uh reina's wife was on the women's national team and and i think she's the one that that apparently was going to do this whole blackmail situation or whatever. I mean I who knows again there's so much he Or he like said, talked said, him
0: into it or something yeah, yeah I've, but just I've seen it, a few. it's such like, a mess a, yeah. like just
1: a web of, right. of of messiness And they
0: and the the thing where it happened was like a I think they were like college friends or maybe it yeah. was training friends or whatever Roomies. but,
2: they were roommates. but uh, yeah so everybody was there at the, at the a time roommate.
0: it was everybody <laughs> and everyone was there like how many of us have been yeah. to those parties you know yeah. and and you hope that someone doesn't say the <laughs> you know, yep. something 30 years later. Actually, when that came out, I got a couple texts from friends that were like, I promise not to blackmail you in 30 years if you don't blackmail me. <laughs> all right. Real.
2: Yeah, I don't um, remember my 21st birthday, so anyone can blackmail what the hell I did because it was all blacked out until I woke up on a couch. This is so a rough one. I, I, yeah. All I remember is, is is going to Stubborn Herbs, and that's the last thing I remember. That's
1: where I ended up, too. That that's was like where, a that's tradition where many back stories the uh... yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: And yet Stubborn um, Herbs still open. Mm.
1: So I mean, the one thing none of us mentioned too is we should say that it it, it sucks for um I, I can't think of uh, Greg Berhalter's wife what her name is but you know this it, it was it was her story to tell and the fact that it got like thrown out here like this and now she has to like you said Rodrigo really, really, like relive that trauma and re-explain everything like that that's just added. Yeah, and she had to go into to go that.
0: into her own trauma in order to exactly let him off the hook and explain like all the progress that he is, you know, the process right. that yeah. he has gone through.
1: So right, so it really really sucks for her, like yeah. in, in terms of like being revictimized. That, that sucks. And, that's that's that and sucks then there's
0: their kids who have to live with this. And oh, absolutely, this as a stain yeah. on their careers. <laughs>
1: absolutely, and that's the
2: thing. I was that was going to be my point. forward was that the fact that now even though in geo put out a statement and said that he understood what he did wrong and whatever all that. Now Gio is in a position to where like his parents literally just went bonkers. And now he's got, he doesn't have a target in his back, but is he going to be put in some sort of black list book?
1: Right. Because that brings up the question. T- t-
0: yeah. Who wants to invite that into a Who wants to invite that kick, like, right? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, like, and, and, and is Berhalter still going to be coach is the other thing, too. There's all these investigations going on, like, I don't see how it can possibly happen with all this. But as, as things are rolling right now, he's technically still an option. I know they've got this interim guy. I didn't even put his name in here. I can't remember his name. Is it Hudson? Yeah, I think it's Hudson. That sounds yeah. right.
2: Yeah. But like there's th-
1: or... there's still a possibility that he could be the coach, which is just, again, like a, another representation of how deep corrupt everything is.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a fantastic storyline in four right? years when the World Cup is held here.
2: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, if if the uh, wait, what's the soccer version of the onion?
1: Oh nutmeg. the uh nutmeg, nutmeg exactly.
2: Yeah, if the nutmeg literally they just literally they just re, they just promise nutmeg content and funding for the next four or five years. That's,
0: yeah, and like they don't even have to write anything, they just grab these headlines.
2: It's <laughs> yeah, right. Cut and paste. So don't Got even have to, to do. do anything.
1: Got nothing. Got nothing to do. Oh, Just cut man. and paste, baby. And see this is what I was this is what I was trying to, to I, I didn't do a good job of explaining it earlier, but like if this were Brazil or Peru or England or whatever, like this would be everywhere. Front page news of everything. And I think because football soccer is still kind of niche in this country and there's all this other stuff still happening, like within our circles, obviously we're talking about it, we're hearing it and paying attention, but we don't have to go very far, I don't think, in any direction between people we know that have no idea, because it's just yeah, not getting it's, that kind of coverage.
0: Because it's like there's an unspoken agreement to really only talk about the women's team, and and to finally focus on the women's team. And now it's like the media's checked out. Like, okay, they're out of the tournament; nothing matters. When obviously, me,
1: yeah, it does. But so the follow up to that then is, if if there were more, do you think that would uh I don't know, you think that would be extra pressure added on the organization and the does, system to actually does US make soccer some
0: moves? care about <laughs> yeah, that's the,
1: media, that's the other thing. Though, that's the like yeah. other yeah, yeah. thing they don't give a shit. So that's right. It's they've been it's impunity for so long. They're so used to it.
0: Right. And it like yeah, they don't they don't care, it doesn't oh, matter. And it's not uh domestic media outside of soccer is not as enmeshed in the sport as in literally any other country. So it's, it's, it carries no weight. I mean, yeah. they don't, they don't care if Berhalter's face is blasted over CBS evening news. No. Like it's,
1: it's, cares? it's so, it's I, kind of surreal for me to think that right. like it's, it's hotter here and in Brazil, it's just like chuchite is out and they're talking to the Guardiola the end. That's it.
2: But that, that's the thing, too, is like, and those would be my last point, then we can move on or, or take a break or whatever. It's yeah, I'll like, take a break. It's um, like, like Bridget pointed out, like here it's just, you know, they don't care, but the only thing, but they benefit from it because it's in the news. Right. And people yeah. are talking about it. And how many, how many examples of similar things have we heard happening in other US based sports? Right. I mean, you can talk about, Major League, baseball. Oh, you can there's talk about the NFL. It's like the a NFL has a story
0: thing. like this every year. One, yeah. one team or one coach. or, or Every whatever. week, yeah. honestly, you yeah. know. Well, like, yeah, actually.
2: You know, it's like something's always happening. Someone did something, something that, and it's become so desensitized yeah. that it's become acceptable. Right. And so these two other sports have done. You, you so only much hear really. about,
0: yeah, yeah. You only hear about soccer if something is horrifically wrong or right. if something's going incredibly well yeah And so, that
1: line you can thread to between this and the yates report too is is rough you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean it's
0: i mean they're like i was saying in slack at one point they're two very different things but yeah yeah i get that
1: all right that's enough we, we we took that one way longer than i expected but i'm glad everybody got it out uh let's take a break and we'll do talk about the uh the what do we say the Passing of Alenda Grande Pelé.
0: Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show.
2: Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show, which usually fills with international news. And we kind of talked about all the international news yeah. over the last month. <laughs>
1: in the just uh, kind of, just kind of. Kind
2: of. of. So, but, we'll, we'll, but we'll we'll, dive in a little bit as to uh, what's kind of like on TV right now and just do some checks. Um, but first of all, the biggest international news that we have is the uh, passing of... Um, the, I don't know as as people as deem it as as the goat as the okay. greatest greatest male hmm. soccer player in the in in existence at to this point. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people refer to him as Pele, but his name was really
1: uh Aranches mm-hmm. do man. Yeah. yeah. And and one of the best quotes I wish I could know who to attribute this to. I saw it kind of thrown around all over the place, but they said Edison has died, Pele is eternal. Like I that saw was, that one. On, it's yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that was good.
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. And that kind of sums it up. Um we we knew he wasn't doing well during the cup in fact. He was he was hospitalized. Rodrigo I remember talking to you on on the show we did and like we were talking about this too before we came back, Bridget. That the the, the global coverage was just like, "Oh, it's just a routine check. He's fine." And Rodrigo was like, mm, "Yeah, it doesn't look like he a routine check." <laughs> it doesn't, look <laughs> it doesn't look good. Look good. I, I don't think Bridget- a routine
0: check for an 83 year old is really a
1: really, really yep. a thing. But, and, and you mentioned that, you know, I, I guess I, I, this one's, I knew he had the cancer obviously, and that's kind of what they said that it was cancer, but you brought up that COVID was involved as well.
0: Yeah. And he, I, I think we might've mentioned months ago, like when he went in for COVID at some point and like recovered. Um, but the, there were complications, either either COVID complications because of his cancer or cancer complications because of the COVID, um, kind of depends on where you read it. But I guess there were, there were a few statements from his family that um, he was recovering from uh, respiratory issues. Um, and obviously, I mean, cancer had him in pretty rough condition anyway, which made it difficult. So uh, cancer is definitely a, a factor. Um, but yeah, the, the media media's just kind of gone with the just the cancer aspect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was kind of crazy to, you know, he's he's in and the family says he's doing okay. And we see him like um sending messages to Mbappe and you know, mm-hmm. players who were meeting his tying his records or doing I think there were a couple like first time since Pele. Yep. Uh Neymar, Neymar tied the
1: goal yeah, scored. Yeah,
0: yeah, Neymar tied Um so we saw some of that and you know obviously he was like active and and watching the cup but right mm-hmm. um I think
2: Gabi was the first 17 year old 16 year old to start yeah the world yep. cup I think that was the other thing that the last person knew yeah, was that's
1: play. right that's yeah. right so it comes to a head in between the holidays uh December 29th uh 82 he passes away um it, it's man i mean yeah you talk about him the greatest and in to, to just have that happen shortly after Messi and Argentina win the world cup. And, and yes. I think what, what's special about it is before this happened, th- those two actually got to spend some time together and, and Pelé got, essentially got to crown him as, you know, the new King, the, the goat. Um, so I think that's kind of special and, and poetic that that got, got to happen. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you guys want to say? I mean, we're talking about, one of the greatest players that he he basically created what we now think of as like the modern 10 playmaker not just scoring goals but ridiculous uh vision and passing and control uh he did not invent the bicycle kick a lot of people think he did but he certainly perfected it um you know um uh, i don't want to say there's it's there's contradictions he's a complicated dude like i mean and in terms of what he did for For African uh, players of the diaspora and Africa in general, was huge. He broke a lot of barriers, not just in Brazil and all Latin America, but for everybody that is Black and tied to the African diaspora and experience. Um, And then on the other side, he was very apolitical and kind of like, you don't get to Michael Jordan, I don't think, without Pelé. He was the first person to really brand himself and really... Just,
0: subway and pepsi that's and- right
1: dive into <laughs> capitalism as it were yeah. like he became the brand um and and as such the dictatorship used him and he was kind of okay with that of just shutting up and playing and getting paid while uh, a lot of my parents friends were being rounded up and tortured they, they still have they still have bad. They still have feelings about that. Let's just say. I, I'm
0: here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, and and I think it's complicated too, because like as you said, there's there's two personas, right? There's two, there's uh, there's Edson, and there's Pele, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's that's what a lot of people, you know, don't comprehend. And and Edson wasn't didn't look like it was a very nice person. Um, and uh I mean there's always a the controversy of his daughter, right? That one that he Yeah, didn't we didn't even
1: talk about the family stuff, yes.
2: So I mean there's there's lots of things that Edson as a human being was 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 not at greatest. Uh, but there you know, but whenever he touched the field and turned into Pelé, it was a different conversation. When there was an ambassador for the game, that was this person. I mean, there's stories of him just stopping internal wars just so they can watch him play or call it like a peace. That's right. Like that imagine having um, that kind of power. I think it was like somewhere in it was in Africa. Yeah. It was
1: it yeah, was yeah. which one.
0: And uh, I mean it was global. He he came to the US uh, to play for cosmos um and this you know NASL uh 1.0 um so 60s 70s and and helped develop the game here and make it popular mm-hmm um he sold out playing against the kicks forty-five thousand, i think at met yeah. stadium for that game in yep. 72 um my mom the was one
1: if i'm not mistaken right i think they did yeah. yeah yeah
0: it was close but um yeah and there's some i think there's a photo of him doing a bicycle kick in that one too nice. um yeah i had a friend the uh,
2: autograph on that game of play nice. yes so
0: yeah i mean I, if you read uh the book, rock and roll soccer, I'll have to look up the author's name, but there's a big chapter on Pele coming, um, to be the, the sport ambassador. Uh, and I mean, the Neymar quote in his little memorial was, uh, he took it from a game and made it an art. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what they got it with his NASL time too, was, you know, uh, livening it up a little bit making it more interesting for people who otherwise wouldn't watch Right. Um, and this okay. is a name who I, I was driving home from work the other day and on 694 one of the digital billboards had a in memory of Pele picture mm-hmm. of him playing and, and um, like a rest in peace sign and uh, you know to see that on the on a billboard that hardly ever shows even a Minnesota United ad um, you know you see you see these memorials yeah. everywhere um it's the name people people know and yeah. uh, obviously there's Program. the more complicated stuff and uh some deeper things there but
2: and yeah and even here like my only like close to uh like full-blown celebrities i've ever gotten a chance to meet or be close to one of them is Pelé. i was a and i think i, t- I tweeted about this since eric is not on twitter i'll share um <laughs> Um, so I don't know if it was 94, 96, but I want to say it was one of those years, um, where I was a field judge at the USA cup
1: mm-hmm. and it was one of those oh, years. Yeah. They showed that clip on the news. I saw that. Mm-hmm.
2: And so he was, he came and So like as a field judge, you know, it was back in the days where like, it was just a tent and you were dying in heat, but you get to hang out with all the referees from all over the world. That was so much fun. Because all I had to walk around with a walkie talkie and just pretty much talk crap and talk soccer mm-hmm. and
1: like
2: but because i was i was, I was a field teacher, i got invited to be part of the ceremony and literally you imagine 10 feet from one of my one of my adults growing up just, She just walks by and i was like of course if it was this era now and i had a cell phone that had a camera that wasn't you know <laughs> I, I would have wasted the whole memory sense of taking so many pictures but having that memory of just you know something that i'm passionate about, which was soccer at that time. I and mean, I'm still a young guy and and having someone come to Minnesota to promote the USA Cup and promote those different things was just kind of like, you know, surreal in a sense. Right. And that was one of the things that people, you know, remember that aspect of it is that he was a great ambassador of the game. And I think that's the thing that people forget is that uh, as a player, he, he was the first um probably one of the few that will will ever get to wear that mark is as, as one of the greatest to, to ever play. But o- overall, just you know, I think his impact on the game was much larger than anyone could ever perceive it would be. And yeah. Yeah, that's you know, true. Like, even my mom and I talked about it. Like my mom was like, My mom's very pessimistic. So so she so when, when I told her, she's like, Yeah, thank God. He's like he's been suffering for so long. Let let the man die. But you know, that's just <laughs> That's just the way my mom is, in a sense. But overall, like we've had conversations about soccer with my dad too. It's just, you know, and having been able to watch him play through a TV sometimes is like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's it's but that entire
0: match, uh, that entire kicks match is on YouTube. You could sit and watch the yeah, full 90 minutes. I, I, I oh, really? think I grabbed one of those um, links. It's okay. it's goofy because the kicks are wearing the orange kit, and with the color blending at the time, like. They don't contrast well with the pitch. So it's you see heads running around in like little orange streaks and then that Cosmos are even awesome. Yeah, cosmos are in white. So so you catch Pele really easily. But yeah, you can sit and watch the so, whole thing. So you're and,
2: suggesting that you should eat a couple of edibles before watching this game to really sure. enjoy it.
0: Uh yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. You nice. could see that um and the commentary is kind of interesting because they're they're also playing on a baseball field so the commentators i watched the first like 10 minutes the other day and they're yeah so this uh that would be the baseline and the warning track and we're playing right over that line that is not the baseline that is like and like educating through the whole thing that's um, awesome
2: so in other words they were playing an nycfc oh <laughs> Uh, um, they did the of- field
0: better than NYCFC. I hope the
2: banner was bigger too.
0: Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, Alan Merrick, friend of the dark clouds in yep. Minneapolis City, and he was in that game playing against Bailey, play um, had good things to say about that stadium as well. But um, no, I thought it was also interesting. One of the, uh, I think it was, before the funeral, when all the fans were like walking to the stadium, they stopped outside of his mother's house, his mother, mm-hmm. who's a hundred years old, still alive, yeah. living in that same neighborhood. And they stopped at her house to chant his name and thank her um, yeah. for, for bringing this guy into this world and, and all of that. And That's pretty I thought that was interesting to see like more yeah. of the community aspect too. Well, he I had mean, his something... problems, but he was also a soccer player with the mother who, yeah. you know, he, help the family through some things yeah, so, oh, yeah. i mean it's a complicated well, well, thing. Ex- extreme poverty and, and, a, and a single right, mom So right, yes right. yes
1: yeah, so i was gonna say related, related to rodrigo's camera thing like i it took a while it took like a solid week because he like passed oh, well, and you, i was like i was digging and digging like i know i have this photo like so what did not you it,
2: find was it like an album or was it like in like like in one it of was those it, envelopes it was in an, all the
1: photos i was gonna say it was in an envelope and it was buried um, but yeah, that I was not ever in his presence like, like you, but I got a picture with his footprints in the Minero in, uh, Berlizonte, which I think he did after must've been a Santos match when they were there, or he was promoting something or who knows, but yeah. yeah, bronzed, bronzed feet. And like, yeah, let's get a shot. So I put that out on the Instagram. If anybody wants yeah. to see what I look like, uh, many, many years ago with, with hair. <laughs>
2: that and that the, the hair and it, is amazing. And it,
1: an extreme '90s attire, ro- rocking the windbreaker and rolled-up That up was the shorts. best
0: windbreaker, too. <laughs> you know?
2: All you needed was Good those uh, those uh, tailor-cut jeans that are, have the, you know, the white jeans. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect, literally. Yeah, yeah. Like now I know where Dago gets the hair. So that was. That's there. right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Indeed, um, I thought also this was really interesting too. I mean, we don't have to get into everything that's happened over the past couple of weeks between the uh, the new inauguration and the psycho Nazi fool here in Florida. But so he leaves, he flees is the correct word. He flees the country. Um, and so Lula very intelligently, I will admit, decides that his first act or first trip as president is going to be to attend the funeral and actually help with the proceedings, which is just, a massively beautiful kind of open door to walk through in terms of like goodwill for the entire country. You know what I'm saying? This is the first thing I'm going to do. Um, yeah. And, and, and now idiots are taking the capital. So.
2: Yeah. And, <sighs> and what other idiot FIFA president also was at the, at, at the, Oh yeah. That like, was just embarrassing. Selfies. I just, I like, just, oh, man,
1: man, embarrassing for him. And then he's man. like, the
2: family told me they wanted to take something. I was like, really? You really have to think about that. Come on, man. It's
1: like, Anyway, this can see gonna Pele. So, um, sure so we'll what are more. the
0: chances that uh, every nation names a stadium after Pele, like uh, some some dude from FIFA was saying that's that needed to happen. It needed hmm. to
2: happen. I didn't I hear can't wait till Inter Miami renames their stadium <laughs> to to Pele Stadium. I mean it that's would make
1: I'm sense thinking. for Santos to do something like that. I could see maybe well there's I mean the cosmos are technically still around, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah that's so, what i thought <laughs> good response in, 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 i mean in, in papers if there's,
0: yes. yeah in, in writing somewhere someone still has the password to their twitter account and shows up every five years or so um
1: but if but if nycfc took it over like that that'd be kind of cool
0: i mean if any team in in the u.s were to do it it should be new york mm-hmm. and yeah probably more city than than red bulls obviously but um, yeah, it was. I don't remember who who that was. There's a sound bite going around that they were saying that, and so you know, one of the questions of the day on Twitter was like, What stadium in your favorite league would you choose? Um, and some of them were just really dumb, and like, Yeah, there's no connection to Pele
2: <laughs> whatever. but
0: yeah.
2: okay. Um, but in that same boat, I think, uh, also that leads to a just the conversation as to how like he was perceived by so many like who now are like commentators. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think uh, um, I was listening to Ray Hudson on a radio and a man just broke down and cried. And I was like, Holy cow. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, like having and like, I, I have a different connection to Pelé than let's say my parents do. And that's what the age is. And so like, it's, 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 it's just really, interesting to me to see how like many different levels or um they are to to this whole thing and i mean like for me it's like i got i got to know more about pele because of maradona that was my thing right and how the both of them really looked towards each other to build a thing and there's like the whole you know all the memes and all the videos but the videos where they're where they're um where they're heading the ball together
1: that's a great and one
2: when, when, when maradona has, the funniest thing is that like He's like he's he. You can hear uh, Pele say, but and it, he's it, it like, when the hell are we gonna stop doing this? Like, just <laughs> like, keep going back and forth. Yeah. And like he says in Spanish, and no one picks it up. And I was like laughing so hard because he's like, yeah, he's like, yep. he, I'm make the man do what he doesn't need to do anymore. But regardless, <laughs> go forever, go yeah, all go night.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now, I mean, we, it, it's it's kind of interesting now that he's passed. I mean, and and we don't even need to discuss the one that rhymes with uh, Schmofaldo, because he's completely out of the picture and it's kind of in multiple ways shot himself in the feet to kind of take himself out of any kind of substantial uh credibility in terms of being the greatest. I mean it's it's kind of like the we already all knew that Messi was, you know, Neo the one, but now it's just like he really is the one. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way it's kind of panned out over the past couple of weeks. It's kind of amazing. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll get There'll, there'll probably be more stuff happening and more there's there, there already been so many good quotes and uh and yeah. uh remembrances and, but, and things but, but
2: for our listeners if you have yeah. a uh Pelé memory you want to share with us on twitter or instagram oh, yeah. just let us know we'll share it with everyone oh. else i think it's only fair to be able to see how that works so and how people think of it yeah because some people have some really cool stories that i i wouldn't even know like I didn't know, like my friend, um, my friend had actually had something signed by Pele himself. I would have been like, you know, I probably would have been like, "Whoa, where can I break into your house and where do you keep that?" You know, type of thing. But, <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, let us know.
1: Absolutely. Um, let's see a little EPL stuff here. I don't know if you guys, well, I guess they were off today with the, uh, or last yesterday and today with the cup. But uh, Bridget's not going to be thrilled about this, but I put it in here only because it is pretty historic. Um, this was on Monday. Brentford hosted Liverpool. Uh, they had not beat Liverpool <laughs> since 1938, and it happened three to one. Uh, pretty incredible, including an own goal, in fact. Um, so I just put that out there. No, no slight, Comrade Bridget. I just—it's—it's it's, it's history. We're just talking history. <laughs> uh, Good for them.
2: congratulations.
1: Congratulations to the bees. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I I
2: think the funniest thing is I was at the bar with Zeller, Corey, I don't know, whoever else all the other Liverpool fans are. Um, But it was just one of those things that, and G and it was like, I'm not really into the game, so I'm watching. But like every time, like I would look up, Darwin Nunez would either hit the post or just totally miss it. And they were like, stop looking up when we're attacking. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. I look down and but you know i think yeah i mean i think liverpool is building for getting to be in that top four to be able to move on to uh, to champions league and and do something with with the people that they're that that they're gathering i mean like and maybe this is a good transition for me to talk about um g um my g Speaking of gathering people yeah my my giselle um told us during the holiday that, you know, Liverpool was gonna be a team. I uh, apparently Nubia told everyone else on Twitter. Apparently <laughs> Nubia power of people knowing what's on Twitter. And I got the word around that everyone um knows she was that. And um I wanna thank all the individuals that were uh, in charge of giving her uh, a gift that she still hasn't taken off and it's dirty and it smells. <laughs> but she still hasn't taken Good to hear. <laughs>
1: Just still, she's you like I want to watch what get? it, but
2: so okay. they, yeah, the a, a, a masala. masala.
1: Oh wow!
2: And a bunch of other Advent stuff that Corey. Um, yeah,
0: from Corey's Anfield Advent calendar. Yeah. Uh, I had a which bunch is, of stuff, which, is,
2: which Danielle is very happy that she, she's like, "What is this thing doing under my tree?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the calendar has now been gifted to Zeller um, to <laughs> to give to the kids. So. I saw the thing yesterday. It's actually really impressive. It's kind of cool. I yeah, no.
2: Anyway, so, <laughs> so, you know, like they they gifted her at the, at the Black car, and I have it all on video. I'll share it with you guys. Uh, just her her little face. Yeah, dude, I,
0: I missed that because I was stuck at work. Yeah, um, no,
2: I'll send it to you. But yeah, no, yeah. thanks to everyone who were involved. Corey, you, of course, Bridget, Zeller. I don't know if Sarah was involved but whoever else was involved in it thank you you know christian this, was in there too christian yeah. yeah christian too um and i think that's just one of those things that you know really amped up the aspect of soccer and community and um just to let you all know uh zeller was the first one to buy her nonstop non-stop uh cherry cokes as she watches the games and um, <laughs> um after that uh mike provozzi just kept on Refilling them, so <laughs> so they already know what she wants. It's just kind of funny. Man,
1: my bladder um, is screaming right now. Yep,
2: and so it's like I'm like I'm like yeah. And then yesterday, as we were driving, we got out of this uh, family thing that we were doing, and she's like, "Okay, let's go to the bar." I was like, "I don't even know who's at the bar." I was like, "I was like, well, can't you find out?" And by the time I found out, we were ready home. And I was like, "Well, you know what? We'll just watch it here." And because it's not my team, I fell asleep on the on the couch um, with the dog. But yeah.
1: That's Anyways. that's beautiful. That's really cool. I'm I'm glad you guys got that. um This is a question for you, Rodrigo. I don't know if you heard this or not. We don't again. I don't want to dive too much into the Portuguese vagabundo uh, who's currently in Saudi Arabia making close to a billion dollars. I, I I saw something where it was broken down where he's making like six thousand dollars every hour, which is just out of this world. Um. Are you aware, though, with whatever the team is, I can't even think of the name right now, but there is a clause that if Newcastle, yes, you are aware, if Newcastle make the Champions League, he can directly transfer and play for Newcastle United in the Champions League.
2: I thought that was this bunked. I thought there was an article out there.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Well, you, you, you find the debunk. Like I, I, put okay. well, I mean, I, like, yeah,
0: it- I was, I was wondering about that. Cause I, one of my coworkers uh, knows soccer because of uh, him and Messi, And he was, he was asking me the other day. He's like, I was trying to read this article about his contract and none of it makes any sense. Why is soccer so weird? And none of this, <laughs> none of this works. <laughs> I'm like dude i don't even i didn't hear that part but yeah i'll look yeah, it up I'll, and i'll
2: send it to you guys but i was okay. i'm pretty sure that it was debunked because uh it would just make it really awkward oh i, I just don't know how you transfer someone oh because, i mean
1: i'm sure it's illegal it's completely yeah. illegal but again yeah but they think it's the saudis they're, they're gonna just throw millions of dollars at anyone right. no I—I I, <laughs> I
2: don't disagree with you on that matter but like yeah. i think i think at this point you know like Anything, anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett made famous. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, from what I've learned, that um, it's, it's not going to happen. But okay. at the same time, like you said, enough money is thrown at FIFA, or any kind of anybody, anything can happen. Yep. We just, you know, we, we just came back from something that no one thought would ever be possible was to play a World Cup in the winter, yeah. uh, in the, one of the hottest places in the world. So yes. I, I mean, will not ho- say it's fully dis- debunked, but uh, I would say that anything is possible. So.
1: I'd say hold on to your butts for hundreds of billions of dollars probably being thrown at FIFA right now for eight years, Saudi Arabia, to host the World Cup. Just I don't even want to put it out in the universe, but I think it's already starting to happen. Um, La Liga. This uh, was pretty fascinating. So Lucas Perez used to play for Arsenal. He's currently at Cádiz. He wants to go back to where he started at Deportivo La Coruña. I put this in here because I've actually been to La Coruña. It is a beautiful city. I I love it, love it, love it, love it. And they're they're actually relegated right now, double relegated. They're in the third yeah, in the division, division,
2: third division, so third division of him. La
1: Liga. And so he pays. He paid his own transfer fee, which is just incredible. He's like, I I want to get my team back to first division, La Liga. I'm coming to play for free. <laughs> Pretty, pretty spectacular.
2: That's crazy. I mean, I he might as well just bought the team. Seriously, he probably could have. <laughs> I'd be like, just release me, and I'll buy the team, right? Yeah. And then that's it. I mean, seriously, with that kind of money, you could have bought the team, like
1: five hundred thirty thousand. Just yeah. like here it is. Let's go.
2: <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, come on. Let's do it before um, the Spanish uh, IRS decides to actually look oh. into my finances and see if I owe any yeah. taxes. So let's do that. But no, I think that's that's a that's an awesome story. It's pretty to have cool. someone you know pay their own transfer fee to go go play not only for a for a third division team to try to get them. You know, I mean, come on, Netflix. This is a series you really want to do. I mean,
1: and and I'll I'll just add too that if anybody travels to, I mean, technically it's Spain, but again, it's Galicia. So Galicia very much has its own culture and own language, and it honestly doesn't feel like. It feels more like Portugal, to be honest, but highly recommend visiting. And Aquitaine is a really, really cool city. Uh, if if anybody's ever heard of the term Black-eyed Irish, that's what you're talking about. And there's a, there's this there's this long way back to Roman times connection between the the Iberians, the Romans, and the Celts. that were constantly trading right there in the corner, and so you got this uh, ethnocultural mix that kind of makes up. Galicia, that's the name. Gael, or like Gaelic, Galicia. It's a cool place. Really, really cool place. Um, Let's go to... Where are we going to? Oh, yeah, yesterday. So we're doing some... Um, uh, what's this thing called? The the cup, the... The FA Cup. FA Cup, thank you. The thing. <laughs> wow, I, bl- I kind of blew the it from the transition. Because well, we were talking about Open Cup earlier, so like I had Open yeah. Cup in my head.
2: Yeah, it's Not pretty one. much the...
0: It's there. It's the, the original version. version of the yeah, opening.
1: It account. is. It is. Um, so this one is interesting and I know it's been moving through social media and everywhere else because uh, we're talking about Rexham, which had a show about it on Hulu, which is owned by uh, Ryan Reynolds and the other actor who I'm forgetting right now. Um, Rob
0: McElhenney. That's the
1: one. I've never seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Here is pretty good. I know he's in that. Um, so they're they're the owners. And they're in the fifth division of the English Premier, not even Premier, it's just the English League. I don't even know what the the name is once you're in fifth division. Um, But they played Coventry and Coventry City is in the championship. So just one tier below the premiership. And Wrexham wins four to three, defense optional. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of goals, lots of goals. But how how cool for them? And I mean, this, this is what, We enjoy whether it's the Open Cup or the FA Cup or whatever when underdogs get a chance to uh, to knock off the big dog, even when it's Omaha (laughs) taking down Minnesota United. (laughs) So yeah, it was
0: it was a fun one. It was a fun one to watch. We we got some of that. uh, We had that on one TV at the bar yesterday. Um, It came crazy. Yeah, the goals were endless. But yeah, um,
2: Newcastle lost. To Chef Wednesday, so that was interesting. But um, you has got there the been F. any K- reaction
1: from um, from Reynolds and uh, McElhinney, those guys? I'm curious mm-hmm. what, what they said anything.
0: Not that I've seen. I'm Which sure it's kind of cool. Way,
1: yeah, but maybe that's the thing. It was just like you know what, let's let's let the team have the moment.
0: Yeah, and I don't think I'm... they were. I don't think they were there for the game either. We we talked about that. Like if if they were there, we probably would have seen quite a few like cut shots. Sure. like over to that box and there there really wasn't any of that. I think their names uh, were mentioned once or twice. So yeah. yeah, it it was cool that they're just playing on their own merit at this point yeah. and yep. just playing the game Doing the thing. I think
2: I think so, one of the games that I did catch that I enjoy was watching Brighton because um Alexis um um McAllister yeah. the the young kid from the Argentinian league and I don't know if you guys ever seen that story where like um he talks about uh how Messi stopped the stopped the rest of the the some of the Argentinian players in the team from bullying him <laughs> uh because I, uh, I haven't he, heard this no so there's an interview that he gives uh when they're talking to Messi and he refers to and McAllister in his best English uh he can provide um says that you know a lot of a lot of the Argentinian players call him ginger Right, and he doesn't oh, like it. I think got it. And he doesn't like it. And so then he goes, and then Messi came up and said, Hey, stop calling him that. And then and then they asked him, So what happened after that? It's like no one else called me that after that. <laughs> but anyways, down. he came in because he's finally back at Brighton. And um he came in off the bench and scored two goals. <laughs> nice. And one um, of the first goal was a back heel goal that's so pretty.
0: Oh, and, I saw that one. That was insane.
2: That was insanely pretty, and I was like, I mean, like, for him and just a lot of the young kids who were playing with Messi, coming back to, like, you know, like, let's talk about Man City, right? I mean, Man City is another team that has another young Argentinian player who actually scored um, on a penalty kick this last game that they were playing. But it's just, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think for a lot of, like, for a lot of people who followed Argentina through the World Cup, they're going to have another option to follow these players through whatever league they're playing in. So that's that's going to be really interesting. But yeah, the FA Cup has this really weird rule that's called a replay. And I think because uh, Liverpool tied with whom? I forget. Is it Wolves, right?
0: Yeah, Wolverhampton.
2: So, so in ties, they do this thing where they um, it's called a replay. So the results of the game that was played um, sort of didn't happen, and they go play in the smaller club's venue, which I think is great for the smaller club to make money, but I also feel that, that should be the standard, unless it's EPL versus EPL team. But it just, you know, the EPL um, should be trying to promote these leagues in some sort of setting. What best best way to promote them by giving them money, which <laughs> is <just laughs> showing up to their stadium and filling exactly. it out. Exactly. So, so yeah.
1: Well, there's there's Hulu too. Maybe maybe we'll get <laughs> season 2. I, I yeah, still haven't probably. seen the first one, but you know. I haven't either, so. I'm actually um,
2: watching another Mexican soccer thing called Las Bravas, so mm. it should be interesting.
1: I'm behind on my TV watching. School's kind of smashing me right now, but that's all right. Um Brazileiro, still got a ways before it goes, but I don't know if you guys saw this this just dropped uh, recently promoted Grêmio, which kind of sounds weird to say, but it's true. Uh, Luis Suarez probably gonna. I'm not. Even, I mean, I'd say probably gonna finish his career. But I would have said that before too when he went back to Nacional and then they won uh the Uruguayan league. But oh, you, you know Suarez long is this guy's coming
2: gonna to play? MLS at one point in his career. He's
1: going to. Think do he'll, that. he'll probably follow Messi, kind of a thing.
2: Well, I think he'll follow uh, Iguain <laughs> if Iguain uh, can prove that, then he can totally do that.
1: Yeah. Well, right now, at least I I, I can't remember what the contract is, but he was presented uh preseason there in, in uh in Porto Alegre. So he's gonna play some Brasileiro, which eh, we'll see how that goes. Um somewhat related is the um I, I just put in here the the Sebiefi law that we talked about about docking points for either racism in the supporters sections or on field racism. Uh still hasn't been finalized. They still have a couple months, uh just starting like the state tournaments. So we're talking like probably the end of February uh before the actual league starts but it'll be really interesting to see once they uh get all their discussions down and you know negotiate what it what it actually looks like on paper when it's actually going to be uh, uh utilized um yeah. what the, what they did do there was an article that came out just a couple weeks ago and they had team by team responses to the to the proposition <laughs> and as you guys can imagine some people just, you know, but that they, was they, great they, reading. Exactly. You're, 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 you're picking up what I'm holding down. Um, they, they just can't stay quiet. And it's just like, wow, you guys really want to talk about how bad this is to, to really have a deep and, uh, and, and real consequences for racism. And you're vehemently against it. Just, just showing your asses basically is the, pieces of shit you are (laughs) it was was, yeah it was exactly what you think it is um go as this at the very least just didn't decided not to respond (laughs) for quiet i'm like you know it's weak but considering all this other crap from like there's like a handful of teams like six teams or something that i'm just like it could have been way worse so i'll take it
0: (laughs) yeah sometimes sometimes not making a statement is the best statement
1: that you exactly (laughs) Exactly. so
2: does it mean go as a coach again or no
1: they do have a coach, and I okay. could not tell you what his name is. There you go.
2: That's probably why. They were like, nobody knows who he is. We can't find him. Yep. We don't nice. even know what, if he's out of his payroll, so we can't really well, make someone much. We'll have a
1: different guy in two
0: weeks, you. so we'll just right. uh, we'll keep ourselves
1: right. quiet. I really liked the other dude. I mean, he was – I think he was about my age, and it's like, look, get somebody not so old that can hang around for a little while and build something, but nope, not so bad, nah. not so much.
2: Yeah, I mean – Anyway. I mean that, the other, but- the other interesting thing with the um with the Brazilian league is that you know the rumors are always flying in MLS but there's a rumor flying that Vasco da Gama is interested in uh, uh Reynoso which really makes it interesting because I don't see how that's going to work at all because Vasco da Gama just got just got promoted and my understanding is they don't they don't play uh libertadores and they wouldn't play what's the toyota cup the
1: uh they wouldn't play anything They're, they're yeah they're just, just copa de
2: brasil right that's the only thing and then the, copa the de Brazil and,
1: and regular league yep
2: yeah and so then like what's the why would you want something like that i mean like if if, if someone wants reynoso it should be like gremio right like the top team because because well, basco Gr- no not
1: gremio gremio just, just just coming in too they're promoted yeah. as well you, it, you want to be like a Palmeiras or a flamengo
2: yeah, but even in that situation I don't I don't think he would he would shine. He would want to go in because like the rumor is is that he wants to play back in South America, which I get, but also like I understand that South America does not pay their artists on time. Or pay their players on time sometimes, like, who knows. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I want was, my money. That was a
1: nice slip, though. That's, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Pay their artists.
2: Right,
1: yeah. they, they, um, they are
2: art, if we, if we refer to play, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah Wasn't anyways, Moscow okay. making
1: a play? They were making a play for somebody else, too. Altidor I think it was altidor if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this, yeah. the rumor mill is, is huge. And I love the fact about the rumor mill is everything, because currently the rumor mill is that uh, Alexander Kayens, the famous uh, – NYCFC out of contract Peruvian player is actually being uh, sought after by Boca Juniors, which I, I would welcome. But I think some other MLSs like Atlanta are asking for them too as well. And I would totally hate that. But regardless, mm. we'll see.
1: Right on. Well, let's wrap it up. Unless you guys have any final thoughts, it was, it was really nice to see you all and kind of get back to it. I'm sure we'll have more. Uh, Bridget, let me ask you because I have not been following Minnesota United stuff. So preseason starts this week.
0: Players report tomorrow. Um, Training starts Tuesday. And end of mid-February, they go to California for one of their preseason round-robin tournaments. Um, Yeah, so we'll see some more. Uh, probably some more headlines coming out this week. Uh yeah. hopefully some clarification on the Reynoso situation. Yeah. Uh with his legal issues. Um and then see what other players are are showing up and and. Hold training. on, hold on.
1: With his legal issues, is just is back to. Oh, the thing? oh, the hey, Eric's not on Twitter. Eric's um, <laughs> not on Twitter. It's like a whole segment. <laughs>
2: we, we, Bridget, we really need to just have like on our notes. Like, Eric's not on Twitter.
1: <laughs>
0: we should. I just need to start like a doc for every time I scroll Twitter. Is
1: this yes, the same so thing? though? They, is just something new. This is yeah, the same. Yeah, thing. so they may still same they may thing.
0: still charge him. So Mm -hmm. they're, they're trying to figure that out and why, you know, none of that moves quickly there. So, um, yeah, they were, they were trying to work with, uh, whether he needs to make a court appearance or not. And I guess his attorney said no, but, uh, maybe he still does. And he's supposed to be in California this, this coming weekend and maybe the next week for the, like the league wide media thing that they always do. Um, he's scheduled to be there, but he might actually have to go back to Argentina to make a court appearance. So, um, we'll see where all of that goes. The team hasn't said anything and probably doesn't really know a whole lot actually. So, uh, speaking
1: of Twitter, you guys know there was like a massive data breach, right? Recently.
2: When isn't there a data breach? Well,
0: yeah, Twitter is a data
1: breach. So yeah, I say reset your (laughs) password. All right, let's get out of here. I can't. I can't uh, wait till
2: someone takes over my Twitter account and starts saying right. really, really things that make sense. You know, because like totally.
1: <laughs> this doesn't sound like Rodrigo. It's this is cool. not Rodrigo. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. There are no tweets about
2: Peru or soccer. What's going on here?
1: I have people text me. I'd be like,
2: Oh, wait. Yeah, I think I did lose my password. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no. What would
0: you tweet if you were taken hostage?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: the, the uh, ch- Chilean pisco is the best. He's yeah, in ch- trouble. Send this, help now.
0: <laughs> this isn't Rodrigo. This isn't Rodrigo. Go ahead.
1: Uh, thank you both, Bridget and Rodrigo. It's, it's it's awesome to be back with y'all. And thank you, listeners, for staying with us. And yeah, it's good to be back. We'll we'll do it again next week. Ciao.
2: Yeah. Ciao. See you later, Aldo Gators.
1: Perfect.